Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Good news for Hamilton, especially from an economic development standpoint. An international developer of industrial warehouse spaces purchased about 82 acres of land up near Hamilton Airport, John C. Monroe International Airport. Uh, this is a, a long time coming, I tell you. Uh, for a long time, staff and council have been working to get this happening. It looks as if finally... Uh, we've got some movement on this. Glenn Norton is the Director of Economic Development for the City of Hamilton. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, bring us up to speed on this. Glenn, thank you so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Bill. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Well, let's do a little background here, just so you can, for the sake of our listeners here, exactly what we're talking about when we talk about the airport industrial lands. So this is a, an area of 555 hectares that surround the airport. Um, that has been zoned, pre-zoned, and is available, um, some of it is still not serviced, but much of it is, for light industrial, uh, transportation, logistics, things that would benefit from being located close to an international airport that has, uh, you know, 24-7 access. Well, and and this was a dream for an awful lot of people uh, in the Economic Development Department, of course, uh, Neil Everson when he was running the department, and yourself and so many others. Uh, I don't want to go through the politics of this, Glenn. Let's just say you had to go through some hoops over the years, didn't you, uh, vis-a-vis yeah. OMB hearings and public <laughs> meetings and a lot of stuff. You finally got it yep. settled. And this this was the vision, I think, that, that you had at that time, wasn't it? Yes, it is. The, the vision is that it would be companies that are located there because of its proximity to the airport, not companies that could be in just any old industrial park. Um, and, I mean, we do have other industrial land. We have parks across the city. But we thought for this one, let's go for the prestige things that really benefit from and capitalize on an asset that we have that not every city has. And, and that's what's happening with this development, uh, which is the sort of the first uh, major one. That's exactly what's happening, Bill. Well, and for people that want to picture this in their mind's eye, I mean, just go by Pearson Airport. I mean, if you drive along any of the airport road or any of the roads around the airport, you will see exactly what you're envisioning and what we're talking about here. Uh, industrial lands, uh, you know, warehousing space, uh, head offices in some case, I guess, uh, for some of these areas. And that's all tax revenue for the city, isn't it? Absolutely it is. This is this is big in terms of moving some of that burden that is currently on our residential taxpayers, so renters and homeowners, and moving it over to the commercial industrial sector. That That's a big deal for us. And when you think about what this means just in terms of development charges, uh, which is what we use to build more infrastructure in the future. This is about a $12 million shot in the arm just for our, our development charges. And then you've got, of course, the construction jobs that will come of this while they're building it, and then the new employees that they'll need to operate this thing, then the taxes that they'll pay. So in, in all those respects, it's, it's a good news story. Um, the second aspect of it that I like is that it sets an example for others that who may follow this company and say, huh, what do they know about Hamilton that I don't? I think I should take a second look at that city. I remember having a discussion with uh, Mayor Hazel McCallion when she was still running the city of Mississauga. And, and she told us at the time, she said the biggest advantage Mississauga has is that we just happen to have the biggest airport in Canada right there, and, and that's our tax generator, right? and, that's, and it's happening. But she says the bad news is we're maxed out here. There's not much else going to go on up here, and they're going to be looking to Hamilton. So uh, th- that's one of the reasons why this, this was such an important uh, project for the city to go forward on uh, and, and to get this thing going, because this is what we needed to get done here, and, and to attract those businesses are going to generate the tax revenue. And this is not a bad first start. Talk to us about who these people are, Panatoni Development. Yep, so they're, um, they're 
closest office to us is in the GTA. Uh, they are one of the largest sort of internationally that specializes in this work. Um, they have clients all across the world, and, and they represent brands um, as, as their clients that everybody would recognize. So, you know, Coca-Cola, Amazon, Wayfair, Canadian Tire, Shoppers Drug Mart, the companies that are big in uh, retail sales and need to get their product either onto the shelves or into the people's home in very short order. So they have, you know, a very good track record. Um, they know what they're doing, and they did their due diligence before they uh, selected Hamilton. So, you know, uh, a very good partner, and we're looking forward to growing that relationship with them. You know, they've said this this won't be the last thing we do in Hamilton. We've already got our thoughts on a couple of other buildings for that area. So we're very, uh, very grateful that they're looking at Hamilton for their investment, and we think there's a great long-term partnership here. I guess it doesn't hurt that we've got uh, the busiest cargo airport in the country. I mean, uh, John C. Monroe Airport, I mean, we've talked about some of the challenges with passenger traffic, but even that's getting better. But the cargo uh, element of the airport has always been significant. Yes, and particularly the overnight express aspect of that bill, right? So planes landing and, uh, you know, taking off in the early hours of the morning, dropping off stuff that will then go into trucks and be distributed throughout uh, the GTHA area. So you're absolutely correct. It was one of the key factors for them, the ability to get land and put up a structure that would have runway access uh, is, is absolutely critical to make this kind of a, a distribution center work. Well, let's connect the dots here because we've talked about some of the changes that have gone on in the economy in the last little while. And, and it's obvious, I think, to everybody, Glenn, uh, you and I have talked about this in the past, about online shopping and, and the way that it's taking over. Uh, it's, it's not there yet, but it's growing and growing and growing. And of course, if you're going to do online shopping, you need warehousing and you need transportation. And it just seems as if we're a perfect fit for what those companies will be looking for. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. And it's not just um, the fact that we have an airport, although that's very big and it's, you know, 24-7 and we own it. So that's a great uh, plus on our side. But we're also a very multimodal city. When you think about uh, things that might have to be shipped by water, well, guess what? We have the busiest port on the Canadian side of the Great Lakes. We have connection through the 400 series highways, 45 minutes to the U.S., the you know number one border crossing point uh, in the Canadian-U.S. border is 45 minutes away from us. Um, you can be into Toronto, the largest retail market in Canada, in 45 minutes. And then we've got the two train systems, CN and CP, that both go through the city. So, you know, it's when we're out there talking to companies, um, both nationally and internationally, uh, front and center for us is saying what a multimodal uh, transportation city uh, Hamilton is. And it seems as if uh, the work that the city staff have done in the past has really set the set the table for this. I mean, I think you mentioned right off the top, the zoning's already in place here. It's, it's not as if these guys are going to have a whole lot of challenges. Uh, is this the part of the land that is serviced already, Glenn? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and as we said, uh, I anticipate they could begin with their site plan application. I mean, this has been working in the background for a while. Uh, as you can appreciate, we've been working on this for a lot of months. So probably by the end of November, they'll have their site plan application in, and uh, they hope to be in the ground uh, starting next spring, and the entire project of 1 million square feet will take about 15 months to construct. Now let's talk about, as you said, some of the, the, the benefits of this and what may happen. And you, you want this to be the first of, of many uh, different applications right now. What, what are we looking at for the other lands here right now? Is, is it similar developers or folks? Because uh, these guys aren't building stuff that's actually going to be used. I mean, Panatone is actually going to bring some of these other companies in. That's, that's their long-term goal here, isn't it? Though that's correct. Yes, it is. We, we think that part of the supply chain will move with them. 
Um, there's not, uh, you know, to be honest, there's not a whole lot that we, we can point to with certainty that will follow it, but this gives us uh, much more optimist, uh, optimism that there will be more following it, right? So at any one time, we're probably pursuing four or five uh, active leads um, that would be uh, good tenants and, and good companies for Hamilton up in that area. So we think, you know, this sort of is a bit of a tipping point because people will recognize the name Panatoni when they when they see what goes on and they recognize the size of this investment dollar-wise. Uh, again, it causes you to say, hmm, what do they know that I don't? I think I'd better take a look at those lands up near the airport in Hamilton. Now, are they going to be a partner in trying to attract some of those companies here since they've already got those connections? Well, uh, I would suggest yes. Um, I can't speak for them, but... Uh, you know, they have been good to work with so far, and I don't know of any reason why they would not want to uh, work with us because, uh, you know, our success uh, will be part of their success in terms of growing their client base. Well, and one of the other concerns that the city's had for the longest time, of course, is the other side of the airport, the Highway 6 extension that was built some years ago, and it's wonderful, but there were some logistical issues there because of Greenbelt, et cetera, but uh, the possibility of development. But uh, that's why the, the tract of land that you're talking about right now is of so much more importance uh, because there is so much potential here. Uh, right by the airport, and and obviously, as we say, with uh, with Pearson Airport maxed out, and and these places looking for homes right now, uh, I don't see too many other alternatives for them except to start knocking on your door, Glenn. Well, yeah, I, um, <laughs> that's very positive. Uh, there there are some alternatives, you know. To be honest, Pearson isn't quite maxed out yet. There is still uh, some potential there, so we never want to sort of discount that as a competitor. Um, there are other communities like KW, Guelph, Pickering, uh, you know, around the GTA that have an airport. Uh, we think our business case is the most compelling one, um, but we never get uh, too complacent with that. Um, and the fact that it's taken us this long to get a major company uh, suggests that, you know, our uh, optimism uh, needs to remain in check and that we need to keep uh, keep pushing hard. We're, we certainly won't be sitting back and saying, woohoo, we've made it, let's take it easy. Uh, not the case at all. Uh, we will be pushing just as hard or harder as we have been over the last few years. What do you need from City Council here since the zoning and everything else is in place? Is this a rubber stamp or is this, a, is this an issue that, that still needs to be flushed out? No, so for this particular development bill, there's there's no approval uh, from city council uh, that's required because the the zoning is there. I mean, it'll work through the normal approvals process through the uh, development engineering group, the site plan approval, through the building department for their building permit. So, I mean, it, this one will carry on. Um, the only other time we would need to come back to council is if we wish to change any zone on any parcel to accommodate any particular um, company or if we needed to acquire more land. Um, but, you know, quite frankly, I think uh, there's land in the hands of the private sector, and I think the private sector is going to get more active um, in developing lands they hold. We, we do need to get servicing to parcels that aren't serviced. Um, not even half of the 555 hectares is currently serviced. So there will be a big push on, and we need to probably make a pretty significant investment in uh, wastewater and water infrastructure so that those parcels of land on the other side of the airport can get servicing. Um, so that's the kind of thing we'll be back to council for. And, and quite frankly, we've got a great working relationship with them. And, and they're very pro-development, uh, pro-growth uh, in the city. So I don't anticipate that will be um, much of an uphill battle at all. The, the water and wastewater situation that you just referred to, I mean, that's been on the city's radar for quite some time, though, hasn't it? Simply because of the anticipated development that was going to happen there. 
Yes, it has. And, and in, and in fairness to, to them, there are other competing priorities within the city um, where development was was clearly going to happen. And so they've been focused on getting um, servicing into those areas um, for some of the residential as well. Um, this now sort of will be the final piece that says, so it is real, it is happening. Uh, the investment now should happen and should be an accelerated uh, basis going forward. There's always a, co- a concern over cost, though, when you start talking about doing major projects like that. But this, I guess, you you need to look at as an investment more than anything else, Glenn, because you're going to get this money back. Whatever the city has to invest in in building that infrastructure, they're going to get back through development charges once the the other people come in and start developing the land that they've already serviced. No, exactly as you called it, Bill. It's a it's a long term investment. You invest the money up front now. And uh, you reap the benefits for the next, you know, decades and generations to come. A quick note here, just while I got you here, because there was somebody listening to a conversation here, and a guy named Gary. Uh, Gary, appreciate your email here at bkelly900chml.com. says, wonderful news, but what about all that equity land down in the north end of the city? I guess he's referring to the Stelco lands. Have you got any update on that, Glenn? So, um, yeah, and, 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 and Gary's correct in that uh, th- that was the, sort of the biggest um, discussion that happened when we were trying to form the AEGD was, okay, do you need to go on to Greenfield when there's still Brownfield? Land? Yeah, yeah. Part of the answer to that and why they proceeded with this is those Brownfield lands are highly carved up. So these guys have 80 acres or purchase 80 acres because they need 80 acres. Um, to find 80 acres down in the north end is <laughs> would be... Almost impossible. The only place where it could possibly be is on the surplus Stelco lands. And uh, Stelco itself, as you're probably aware, has uh, repurchased from the receiver all the land down there. And they are keen to develop it. And they have put their own development team in place. They've hired a vice president of development. And they have consultants working as we speak to figure out what is the best way to move forward on that land. Um, The problem for uh, these people, or wouldn't call it a problem, but the opportunity for Panatoni uh, was that the airport was there. They need the airport. Yeah. The warehousing where you can unload from a plane right into the warehouse, not go to trucks first and be truck into an airport. Cutting out that one step saves time and money. And that's everything in the parcel delivery business. So um, we are certainly keen to develop the North End and we're working closely with Stelco. Uh, they're being uh, good partners with us. And I think you're going to see stuff happen there, but it's probably a, a year or so away, uh, at least because you've got some infrastructure to put in there, too, once you figured out uh, your site plan. Well, and I know that there's a feeling in some circles at City Hall that they kind of got the rug pulled out from under them by the previous government when the announcement was made that Stelco was going to be able to buy the lands back. But I, I guess if you're going to be a glasses-half-full sort of uh, a guy, Glenn, you could look at this as potentially a win-win. Obviously, we can develop these lands up by the airport, and Stelco's going to come in with their plan, and, and obviously if there's going to be development there, that can be a win for the city as well. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, the decision was made, so uh, we're just rolling with it and saying, okay, we, we had a different view. It didn't happen. That's fine. But the alternative isn't so bad either. And, you know, the meetings I've had with Salco have been very positive. Uh, they are very keen. They're not looking to land bank to sit on this for a long time. They would like to get tenants and industry in, you know, as quickly as possible. It makes great sense for them as well on their business model. So um, we're, we're optimistic, and uh, I think you're going to see things happening there. Well, a good news story for the active department and for the city of Hamilton. Glenn, thanks as always. Appreciate the time today. Well, thank you, Bill. My pleasure. Glenn Norton, who is the Development of Economic Development for the city of Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.